Welcome to Power of the Cross Radio Sermons with Pastor Farrell Wilson. Brother Wilson is the pastor of the Lighthouse Church in Grenada, Mississippi. The sermon you are about to hear can also be downloaded at www.grenadachurch.com. We know you are going to be blessed. Now, on to the message. Matthew 24, verse 44. One verse this morning. Therefore, be you also ready. For in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man cometh. Let's pray together. Lord, I, I'm so honored to stand behind your pulpit this morning. Lord, your your desk is the pastor, Lord, to bring the word. I'm asking for the anointing to be up on me and be up on the people to hear. Be up on the radio, Lord, as we go across the internet. Uh, anoint them people to hear and bless them with this word. And we ask it in Jesus' name and we say amen. The definition of being prepared is to make ready or to arrange something and make sure everything's in order if you're prepared. Nations prepare for war. They prepare for peace. Communities prepare for uh, elections and social events. And businesses prepare for sales and seasons. And as individuals, we know through these holiday seasons, we just uh, completed, we prepare for meals and family gatherings and vacations and but all those things are just temporal here in this world. They don't last. And this morning, we want to look at the spiritual side of it. Are you prepared is the question I have for you. And ones that know me here, you know that I, I don't hold back on some subjects because I, I, I'm not trying to prepare you to live in this world. I'm trying to prepare you for the one to come because that's what's going to be valuably important. In our opening text, Jesus said, be ready. He didn't say just sit around and wait on me. He said, be ready. And there's a lot of meat to that, to be prepared and to be ready. Uh, it wasn't that long ago that I preached to you uh, from Amos chapter 4 and verse 12. And remember, even back then, God had told Israel, because you won't listen. I've tried to get you to come back to me. I've tried to to woo you back in, and I've tried to get you be a, to be obedient to my word. He said, this is, I'm going to do unto you, Israel. This I will do. Prepare to meet thy God. So the future is inevitable of what's going to happen. Just as sure as the sun is going to rise up in the east to set in the west today, many things are already prepared and coming to this earth. And to its inhabitants, it's 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 wrote down. We know what's going to happen. One place it's already prepared is hell is prepared. Now this word here, hell, the modern gospel has watered it down. And I know some from years ago. There were some people like uh, oh, Bunyan. You, this that's old, way way on back. They used it to scare people into coming to church and to live a certain way up under rules and regulations and. Maybe or maybe not, they overdid it. I don't know. I, I like reading from years back, the preachers back then, but we cannot let this word disappear from the pulpits. We can't. The word Hades is, has even been taken from most pulpits. Hell is prepared for those that are not ready to meet Jesus. It's a reality. It, listen to the words of Jesus. If you flip over one more chapter in our opening text in 25 and 41, then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. 
we got this notion in this world that somehow Satan is in charge of hell and we've listened to movies and media. No, this place is prepared for death, the devils, all the Satan himself and all his, I like to call them minions and all his cohorts. That's what it's prepared for. They're going to go there to be punished and suffer there. And anybody that doesn't know Jesus Christ is going to join them in that. Satan is not in charge of hell, okay? God Almighty is. That place is prepared by God to punish the wicked. Now, there's an obscure verse that will back up what I'm saying, and it's in Isaiah 14 and 9. You probably have not heard this many times, and in fact, you may have never heard it from the pulpit, probably in your Bible readings. Isaiah chapter 14 and verse 9, Hell from beneath is moved up for thee to meet thee at thy coming. It stirreth up the dead for thee, even all the chief ones of earth. It hath raised up from their thrones all the kings of the nation. Let me break this down in just simple words for you. There was a Babylonian monarch that was about to be brought to God's justice. And this is God's way of saying all of hell is waiting on you. All of hell is rising up to greet you and to bring you in when I bring you down. So don't think that hell is some kind of new concept. God has had this since the beginning of time. It is a place prepared for the wicked. Now, here on this earth, Satan has prepared traps for all the human race. Traps to ensnare you by deception. Little things like he did with Eve. I always like to go back to Adam and Eve because that's really where the traps of Satan begun. He trapped her with three things. He trapped her with the pride of life, the lust of the eyes, and the lust of the flesh. You know what pride of life is? You may not, but you're going to know it here in just a second. Pride of life. Oh, look at me. I can be like God. I don't need God in my life. Just look at me and my family. I don't care about my neighbor. I don't care about anybody else but me. It's me, it's the high generation, and as wicked as could be, it's called the pride of life. My friends, this generation has fell into this trap, even to churches. I, I'm going to just be honest with you. I'm sick and tired of seeing ministers face on everything they put out. They can't even put out a revival flyer without their picture on it. They just can't say come to church. They can't put a little, I do some graphics and sermon stuff, but man, I look at myself. I don't even want my picture on anything. I'm much trying to promote their self. I'm looking at some of these people thinking, my word, you ain't went and looked in the mirror, but moving on. It's just such a pride about ministry now and coming from the pulpit and the pews and people are taking pictures of their self as vanity upon vanity and my word, friends, is pride of life. We have to let the word, the word of God and the Holy Spirit work on us. We can't be like God. That's what Satan whispers to us. You can be like God. When the Holy Spirit puts you in your place and where you are, you realize you're just a servant here on this earth to serve in the purpose in the kingdom of God and to win souls, to bring them into the kingdom. That's what we're here for. Nothing else. That, that is our main mission in life as a Christian. We get lost in this and we, we get confused. I understand we need to go out in the world and work. We have to be part of this world and we have to work in it, even to be able to witness to people. But my friends, we can't be like God. You have to let the Holy Spirit humble you. The lust of the eyes, that thing that is so tempting. Oh, I could go get a better job. 
It happens to ministers. I, I remember one time me and my wife were um, here at this church. I wasn't real happy. Things were not going my way, not, nothing to do with God. It was Pharaoh Wilson. And I got a phone call that said, if you'll come down to this certain church, we'll get you a car. And the salary was real nice. And, um, they was even offering to build us a little house on our property. And boy, you talking about tempting somebody. I, I had to sit down and think about it a minute. And they, they was talking insurance, the whole deal. And I went and prayed about it and it didn't take long. And the answer was no. You know, you look at things, you think they look so good. You think everything, boy, that grass looks so green on the other side of that fence. And I don't know if y'all remember him, Tommy Henderson. He was a plant manager here at Copper years ago. I don't know where Tommy is now. I wish I could make contact with him. But I remember one time, and it wasn't spiritual. He was a Christian. I wasn't at the time. He made me quite aware of that. And he told me this, and it made a lot of sense. I told him I was getting ready to leave. I was going to go take another job. He said, you can go do that, but I think you're making a mistake. He said, that grass you're looking at over there that's so green is probably from the septic lines. And it's so true in life. We think, oh boy, somebody's made me mad at that little church and I'm never going back again. I'm going to go down here to the Great Holiness Bypass Church on Highway 55 and they're going to treat me right. And you know what you're going to find down there? You're going to still find flawed people. Oh, I'll take that job. Well, it'll pull you away from your church. Oh, I'll make time. I'll make time for the Lord. What about that position I have to crawl over the top of people and push people down to get in? The lust of the eyes, and I want it so bad. And it's nothing but a trap from the enemy. Always soak things in prayer and let God lead you in it. Lust of the flesh, lastly, those drives to engage in sinful activity. My friends, we got such a lust of the flesh that is so out of control, even in the church world today. They're, they're trapped by the devil. He has these enticements like never before to drive people away from the house of God and out of the ministry. Uh, Satan has gotten so good at this, the, the lust of the flesh, that he has actually convince people they no longer need to be in the house of God. Yes, just now I understand that you have to be careful with this. I got friends in California and you live in a blessed area. We got people out there listening on the radio. There's just nothing out there for them to go to. There's some areas they may have a mega church, but I mean it they're like one of them Star Trek churches. They should have been beamed up a long time ago. Amen. He, they, I've heard the stories and I understand that. So I, I preface it what I'm saying with that because I know there is exceptions to the rule. But in this area, if you have a good Bible preaching church, you need to get in it. You need to be there. The devil says, Oh no, stay home and, and just watch it online. And uh, these churches, as far as I'm concerned, in most areas, probably need to shut down some of this online stuff when people are staying at home. They need to get back in church. Oh, how the world limits our time with God. It's a trap. You need to fellowship. You need to be around other Christians. He'd been so crafty at this, he's even worked his way into religion. Religion used to be a good word, but it's not anymore. Why? Because Satan ain't come in the back door or the front door with horns and a pitchfork. He's come in in a three-piece suit and stood behind the pulpit. And he's told people what they want to hear. 
And every trap the devil has set, it ultimately leads people to a place called hell that is prepared for the wicked. But there's some other things prepared. God has prepared. In Matthew 25 and 34, this is what Jesus said about the right hand. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, you blessed of the Father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Do you know in God's mind, since even before this earth was formed, he has already had in his mind and been preparing a place for those that love him. Thank you for listening today. This radio station is listener supported, which means we rely on your donations to keep us on the air. We're a nonprofit organization, so your donations are tax deductible. We're on the air 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year, playing Christian music and teaching programs. We have something for everyone. We're asking for your help today. We need your prayers and your financial support to stay on the air. Won't you please make a donation today? You can make a secure donation by going to our website at www.cross.radio. Thank you for your support and God bless you. In John 14 and 1, not let your heart be troubled, but believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I'm going to paraphrase a little bit, I wouldn't have told you. I would, Jesus said, I wouldn't stand up here and tell you this if it's not true. I'm telling you, I, I'm going to go and prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare that place for you, I'm going to come back and receive you to myself. That means he's coming back. That means he's coming back to this earth to receive us, dead or alive. You're going with him. Oh, yeah, that'd been a great time for somebody to just jump up and act all Pentecostal up in here. <laughs> I remember I was in, when I first got into uh, ministering, well, no, excuse me, before I even got ministering, when I was going to the church, I went and it was Stonefield Church of God, and they had the adult Sunday school class out in the um, sanctuary, and I'm sitting there with my wife, and the elderly women come and get me, not my wife, me. And dragged me into the senior lady Sunday school room. And there I stayed. And they were, huh? I know. That's right. You thank you. I knew I was by myself. She wasn't in there with me. <laughs> they wouldn't let me go to the Sunday school class I was supposed to be in. I was in the senior adult ladies Sunday school class. And I remember uh, Sister Marilyn Grantham asking me this when she was talking about the return of Jesus. And she said, well, Jesus ain't coming back in a car, is he? What, what do you think, Brother Wilson? I said, I don't care if he comes back in a 57 Chevy just as long as he comes and gets me, amen? <laughs> that whole Sunday school class erupted and they had me up there next week teaching. And I did so terrible. But they encouraged me. Boy, they were encouragers. I love them. But he said he's going to get us ready and prepared and Jesus is coming back to receive his bride. Now, God also prepared salvation through Jesus Christ, not only for eternity, but to get you through this life. This is a huge stumbling block in the church and I'm so grateful for uh, Jimmy Swaggart Ministries. One thing that they uh, sowed into my life was how to live for God on a daily basis. 
Um, you know, I don't care what anybody says about the man. I, uh, you know, I know he failed. I get all that and everybody else has failed too. But one thing he did bring back to the church and it impacted my life and got me going in ministry is that not only the salvation and how that the Holy Spirit works, not only is that good for eternity, but it's good for your daily life. God prepared the Holy Spirit long ago and brought him to this earth and he, and that same faith that saved you, if you'll stick with that, if you'll, it's the message of the cross. If you'll trust in Christ and what He's done at Calvary for you, that precious blood of Jesus Christ, not only does it save, it sanctifies. It'll give you the power to live. Amen? If you want to know why you can't live right, if you want to know why you keep going down to that same bar, you want to know why you keep doing that same old bottle of alcohol on the weekends? Why you're still sticking that dope up to your lips? I've had this told to me, and it set my life right. It's because you got your faith in something else other than Christ and Him crucified. It's not complicated. Because when you release your faith into Christ and what He's accomplished at Calvary, the Holy Spirit can do a work in you that you never could do. And what a beautiful thing God has prepared for you. Power not only to save, but to keep us until Jesus receives us. Amen? There's a place prepared when life is done. A crown for the faithful. One thing that amazes me about the Bible, though, that I, I bring this up every once in a while, I think it's a beautiful passage in the Bible, is in Revelation chapter 5. And there is John looking up at the throne of God. He's looking and, and God Almighty, not Jesus, God Almighty sitting on His throne. I can't even imagine what He saw. He tries the best He can to describe it, but human words fail. But God throws out His right hand with the scroll to begin judgment on the, in the tribulation period. And He asks, who is worthy to come take this scroll out of my hand? And John said they looked all through heaven and couldn't find anybody. They looked through earth and couldn't find anybody. They even looked through hell and couldn't find anybody. And John started to weep because of the lost condition of mankind. He said, I began to cry. And one of the 24 elders walked up and said, John, don't cry. There's one who's overcome. He's a lion from the tribe of Judah. And John said, I looked and I beheld. Now, he could have said a lot of things there. He could explain the grandeur of heaven and all that was there. I, he could have described Jesus Christ in his flowing robes, in his kingly garments. But what did he say? And I beheld, and there in the midst of those candles, I looked and I saw a lamb as it had been slain. The cross. And then all of heaven erupts into worship. And them crowns that I just mentioned, they take them off and throw them down at his feet. My friend, this is no time, no, no time at all to back up from God because we have such a wonderful place prepared for us. Now we must prepare. Now remember in, in Amos four and 12, God said, you better prepare yourself to meet me. Because I'm coming. 
I preached this a few few weeks back, and here, that verse is again before us today. A storm is brewing in the USA. Now, you can kid yourself. You can go home and say everything's all right. Nothing's going to change. Okay. And you're going to find yourself unprepared is what you're going to find. I know preachers have been preaching this since the beginning of dawn. Since they've had pulpits, this word has been coming forth to thank God. Thank God since the book of Acts, they were preaching to be prepared. That's it. When Jesus, uh, gave the mission to the church and Peter, he stands up and gives the first sermon of the newborn church. That message was still ringing there. If you look and, and read into his message, that, that first sermon of the church, he was preaching back then to be prepared. But there has never, ever been a time in human history that all things have culminated like they've culminated now. Here we are on the verge of seeing the great hope of the church, the, the rapture of the church is right at the doorstep. And people are so unprepared. The winds are blowing contrary in this country to the Word of God. Much out there is so contrary to the Word of God. I can almost hear the Lord say, you've rejected me. And I will reject you as I rejected Israel. Prepare to meet thy God. Are you prepared to meet Him? I don't know that most pulpits are prepared to meet Him. I, I've read something just the other day. It, it was it blew my mind. If I said this preacher's name, every one of you would know it immediately. Everybody's heard his name. He's a Word of Faith minister. I won't say his name. That's not important. But I read this article that he had wrote, and I think he's changed his ways, but I read this article he wrote about what's going on behind the scenes in churches. And he said, I've, I've been to the biggest ministers' meetings and I've watched them preach. And it would always amaze me they would come out and they had such fire from the pulpit. And he mentioned one in particular. And then after it was over, he would go backstage with four girlfriends. Not wise, girlfriends. And I'm reading this and he said things like this. He didn't call them by name. He just called several ministers and things they were doing secretly. And if that's infesting the pulpit, I'm quite sure it's infesting the pews too. Don't kid yourself about being prepared. God said to be prepared. I know we're an imperfect people serving a perfect God and we definitely need the help of the Holy Spirit every day of our life. But I have to ask you today, are you prepared to meet Him? I have to look in the mirror and ask my own self this. Am I prepared to meet Him? And I hope we never get so complacent that we think that we have everything in our house just so in order that we don't have to seek God daily in our life. The devil is prepared for the unprepared, but Jesus is prepared for the prepared. I said that without getting tongue-tied. Amen. Where do you stand today? Prepared or unprepared? You would stand with me. Every head bowed and every eye closed, just for a moment, please. We have to remember we have people listening by radio also. I don't know their condition. I don't know where their soul's at today, but we're going to pray. Father, we love you. We come to you in the name of Jesus. It's so great to be in the house today with friends and family I hadn't seen in uh, so long, Lord, it joys my heart. Uh, we're praying for our people that are home today and sick. 
We're praying for the people that are far listening by radio. Lord, I, I pray churches would come in their area, Lord, that they could have a place to assemble and go and worship. Now, Lord, we want to pray for those that may be unsaved. If you're listening today or if you're in here, it's just a simple prayer. And if you're unsure of your salvation, this prayer doesn't save you. But when you believe it in your heart, it's a starting point with God. And God says that heart that is reaching out to him by faith and believing the things in this simple prayer and down in their heart, he declares the saved. So let's pray this simple prayer. And if you get, if you're, if you accept Christ as your savior today, please email us and let us know. Info at cross.radio. We would love to hear back from you. But my friends, if you're unsure, unsure of your eternal destination today, pray this simple prayer. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins. I'm asking you to cleanse me and wash me by the precious blood of Jesus. Your word says that if I believe he is the son of God, Jesus Christ, and that he died and arose the third day and is now at your right hand, your word declares me saved, Lord. I'm asking you to help me every day of my life. Show me how to live this. And I ask it in Jesus' name. And my friends, that's just a simple prayer to get you started. Ask God to help you every day of your life. It's only a beginning. And I pray over the sanctuary here today, the people in it. God be with them as they go. Keep them safe and bless them. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. We're so glad you joined us today. This is the place to come for the best in Christian music and sermons. We know that life can be tough, but we believe that God has a plan for each of us, and we want to help you find that plan. So please, stay tuned for more messages of hope and encouragement. Here at Power of the Cross Radio, we believe in the power of prayer. If you have a need, visit our prayer wall on the website at www.cross.radio. We also believe in the power of Christian music to touch hearts and change lives. So please keep listening. And if you know someone who might need a little encouragement, tell them about Power of the Cross Radio. We cover a wide mix of Christian music. Check the website schedule for more details. And if you have any questions, email us at info at cross.radio. You can also call us at 662-294-0608. Thank you for listening, and God bless. Power of the Cross Radio is a production of Cross Faith Ministries. You can visit their website at cfministry.com.